we talk about homeschooling, parenting, but there will be something for everybody as we look at how God is with us, because that's the best example. But as it's uh, 1st of April, and I'm not good in making up uh, these kind of uh, pranks, one thing that I remember is that our children did it school, and they still remember it. Maybe that's even a, a hint for a lesson to it. When they were in school year one and two, the whole school in Switzerland, the teacher all told their pupil that the lawnmower broke. And behind the school, there's a big soccer field. So they told all the children, get your scissors out and go behind the school and help the caretaker to cut the grass because it needs cutting. So all these hundred children walk out of the classroom with their scissors at hand. At that age, they just believe what the teachers say. They go with their scissors behind the schoolyard and start cutting the grass uh, for the soccer field. So, but of course, it was just 1st of April and then they went back in. But uh, the beauty of it is my children still remember that. I don't know how much else they learned, but this they do remember till this day. And uh, I, I find it really great, just envision it. So I was not there, but I would have loved to be there to see all these children going and cutting grass with their scissors. Uh, well, to talk, we want to talk a little bit about home education or training children. We have done that now since 2015, and it can be quite a, a daunting thing to have the children at home all the time and think of their education. But it's really a matter of our perspective and for us as Christians, it's really first, it starts in our heart because it all starts with us trusting God and with us uh, looking at God. The first scripture I would like to share is in Psalm 127, 3 to 5. Let's read together the scripture. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows, in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Sometimes we can forget in our everyday just two realities that it's good to be reminded of. Children are a heritage from the Lord. They are from God. God has entrusted you with these children. And it is a blessing. It's a blessing and because we and they will learn and grow together. Let's go to the next slide. We move on to Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9. God is very clear in our responsibility and in his wish that we are the teacher of our children. Just that is the, the given, that's the definition, that's, that's just, it has never changed. Even we see with Abraham, 
in Genesis 18, when God talks to Abraham, they says, teach your children and your children and your children. Abraham really is our father. But let's read in Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you tell shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lay down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and there shall be a frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God wants us to teach our children, to train our children. It's on his heart that we pass on the spiritual realities and the spiritual values to, in reality, God's children, so that they might one day be God's children. Of course, everybody makes a choice and everybody decides what they do for life, but we have a unique chance, a privilege, to instill God's Word into the hearts of our children. Let us look a bit closer in Hosea, the next slide, 11, 1 to 5, how God feels, and we can feel the heart of God, we can feel how he feels like a father feels towards his children. Hosea 11, 1 to 5. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offering to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ibrahim to walk. I took them up by their arms. But they didn't know that I healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love. I became to them as one who eased the joke, the joke on their jaws. And I bent down to them and fed them. They shall not return to the land of Egypt, Egypt, but Azir shall be their king because they have refused to return to me. In these words we can hear God's heart for the Israelites, for our children, how he wishes that they would respond, that they would understand and feel how God cares. Next slide. In Deuteronomy 8.5 Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his sons, the Lord your God you. For me as a father, it's really kind of... Well, when I had children, I really felt like, what am I going to do? How am I going to be a father? And I had no idea. But really observing how God is with the Israelites, how he is a perfect father. Let us just learn from him and look how he deals with the Israelites. So we have an example and, and read through the Bible 
in a mindset of to learn from God how he is a father, how he deals with the Israelites. It's how I should learn to raise my children. And as we trust God, our children, we trust us, and as God deals with us, so should we deal with our children. So we can learn so many lessons when we look at God and Israelites, how he, he cared for them, but he also set limits and boundaries, and sometimes he was quite clear. But we know from our own experience how patient and gracious God is. Another example is Jesus and his disciples. I think some of the best lessons about parenting or even raising and training or interacting with one another, because how Jesus was with his disciples really shows how we should train with one another. Uh, next slide. Yes, thank you. It's Mark three thirteen to 15. And maybe here is also worse to look more detailed ones in how Jesus interacted with Peter throughout the gospel, how they, how Jesus really trained him, how he wanted that he learns and grows. But the first step, let's read in Mark three, thirteen to 15. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostle, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to chase out demons. As a first step for Jesus, it was to choose his disciple to define who are those men, but then that they are with him. And we see in the gospel that they were with him. They followed him. There were moments when he said, do you also want to leave? But they stayed with him. And of course, there's a second bit, but I think with our children, it's very clear that they are with us. They're already in our frame. And it's a blessing right now that we have our children around us so much, almost like Jesus had his disciple around him all the time. It's the best possibility to train. It's a privilege. It's the best way to do it. That's how Jesus did it, just by spending time, by being with his disciples and just showing them the things. He, he taught them, but mainly he showed them and explained what he did. So we have the same privilege right now that, that we can have our children around us all the time and really like Jesus trained his disciples, we can train our children. We can really follow Jesus in his footstep in the way how he trained others. That can be also a challenge for ourselves. As we see in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, as Paul says there, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Paul was very confident in putting that out there, follow me. Often in my house I feel I would rather not have my children follow me. I would rather them follow their mom, follow some other spiritual people. But it maybe can help us to really learn 
together to grow and be an example. And our children anyway know us, whether they are at school or whether they are at home. In addition, I would like to read in Acts 2:42 to 47, we can really be a little church at home, or if you live with other people together, just really live it out and spend time together as uh, the disciples did in the beginning. Acts 2:42. And they devoted themselves to the apostle teachings and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came up on every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. We really have the privilege to to be a little church at home. And maybe it's beneficial to have little routines. Like we typically meet at 9 o'clock and we read a chapter and just have a little talk and prayer together and talk a little bit what everyone does today so we know what's going on. To really to really spend time together, not to to be in the same house but not spending time to really be together and I think it's really we can show our children a little bit of church and teach them heavenly view spiritual understanding and to really have the time there's no other influence now we can teach them to resist the world we can teach them the most important teachings and practice that we really see God and understand him better this is by far the most important lessons and things we ever, ever will need in our whole life. I think we have the privilege that we can actually now live that out the way we want it to be. And I really think it's, it's, it's important that we almost use the opportunity and see the chance and see the, the unique opportunity that we have to, to show our children and use just God as an example. Whatever you see in him, learn and grow from him. Whatever you see in Jesus, learn and grow from him. Because they are the expert trainer. They are the perfect trainer to learn from. I hope that helps you a little bit. And I would like now, it helps maybe also those that are not, they don't have children. It's really, I think, when we train or when we talk to people or when we want to raise some people up, that we really use this example that Jesus had. And for me personally, it's that Jesus spent time with his disciples day in, day out. They really shared everything to me, really helps me in raising my own children. Or The more people can see of my life, the better it is in the end. I would like now to move on to a bit more, probably, uh practicals or real learning or uh, academic learning. We will go back to the heart in the end because I think that is, it is key. 
But also here, I think the key in learning, it, 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 it does, everything starts with the heart. It starts with the attitude. It's not, we can have the, the greatest program set up and everything is, is in place. If, if the key thing, the heart, is not on the right spot, it doesn't, it doesn't really, really do anything. Um, we really need to be ensuring that we foster a willingness in the child's heart. And as I shared the example of the 1st of April about these children, they go out cutting with the scissors the grass. I think it's really the motivation, the drive is everything. It's the key ingredient is, is learning is really that they that they want, that they have an interest. And I think it's, it's also a challenging part, but I think it helps us to really have a deeper understanding of our children, know where they are, what they enjoy, and what, they, what kind of interest do they have. So we really can help them and that they can really learn things they want to learn and they, they, they have their own goals. Uh, I think it's... Now, this is a bit more for older children, I guess. Generally, I think for older children, in the end of the day, it's they want to pass their GCSEs or their A-levels. That's what very often happens. And often, I get the feeling that it's almost more the parents' goal than it's the children's. And I think we come in the end to it, but I think it's really important that the children want to learn, that the children embrace it. Um, that the children have a drive on their own. And with the modern world of the Internet, uh, maybe a little note here, uh, whoever wants the full note, there's now uh, like links and things like that. To, to uh, You can, I say that in the end, that you basically can get all the, what I said today, on a PDF file, so we'll have links to whatever material we have used typically for that. But the Internet really... Everything is out there. I mean, you in typically the I don't know the these two exam boards, AQA and what was the other one? Edexcel. They they present all the past papers, so pretty much you can go there and look it up and just know this is what you have to learn. This is what they needed last year. This is probably what they will. So it's not. It's in a way not really rocket science. It's really it's all out there. What do they need to do? I'll talk later a bit about smaller children. And for myself, some of the material I did not understand. You don't need to understand. There's so many helps, videos, YouTube, you name it. It's everything out there. You, whatever you want to learn today, you can learn it purely online. Our three older children, they did the GCSEs purely with the books officially and with, with all the online help. Yeah, that's something else. And also, we as church, we can support each other if you need help practically. I, I recall a story of our friend Jessica working on their, her A-levels. She has maths and biology and psychology as her subjects. And she shared that in, shared that in a church uh, that she finds it challenging, some of those subjects. And who were the people that stood around her right there and then? It was Karin, who is a trained psychologist. It was my wife, Roberta, 
who has a doctorate in biology, and it was Julia who graduated in maths. So God has humor. <laughs> and, and it's just, we can help each other out whenever it's needed. And for us personally, the English was quite a challenge, and especially for me, I've, I've not a clue about the real English. But what did we find? We found Sibyl, who helped all our three children through their GCSEs, and they did pass. So it's really not such a challenge. I think if the heart is willing, the material is out there. You can learn whatever you want. It's really a key thing is that it's on the heart. Maybe the next slide, we move on to this. Yeah. For a bit, the smaller children, I just think in, they, they, they're not facing exams. Just enjoy the time. Just go out and just enjoy the moment and see the flower and as luck with your child and and enjoy it and learn things. I mean, you can look at these things and see God's creation and just talk about God and talk about the things he has done and they will be less and they will last for life. And I think I would generally advocate kind of to stay away from computer at a younger age. I don't think they are needed and helpful and much beneficial. I think it's more for us as parents that we feel I don't know, it's, it's, it's less work, but I come later to that a little bit. But I think really keep it simple and just enjoy the time. I mean, a small example from last week from the cousins, they really took a slug and they just talked about different body parts. Uh, how does the slug breathe? And just have a conversation with your child and, and learn. And it's, it's not complicated. It's not complicated, really not. Uh, the next slide, please. And to me, that's a huge, a huge one. I think being bored is actually quite important. And I think, especially for, in our life, there is always something that comes from the outside. There's always an input. There's always something that wants to catch our attention. And in a way, we miss that there's things that come from the inside, that, that come driven from the heart, from our love to God, from our, from our desire that actually we decide really what we do. And I think boredom really can help us to, and I think especially as children, they don't need to be constant entertained. And I remember with Amos, there was a time when he felt, what do I do, what do I do? And I told him, just find something yourself. Find something to play. You find something. And then he would go to Robert and say, Mommy, what should I do? I said, no, you don't go to Mommy. What do you do with your life, with your time? And it took him, I don't know, 20 minutes, but he found something. He started to play with the... Uh, Packs and he played. I don't know the yellow packs and the green packs. I don't. Re I don't know the game, but but that he learns that he really has to do something with himself. And I think it's important that 
a child is not constantly entertained, also not by other sources like technology. That just there's always something going on. I think it's really important for a healthy child to be bored, because I think boredom gives room for creativity, gives room for your own idea, gives room for independence. What do I really like to do? Who am I? What do I really like? And I think it's almost the hardest lesson in our super-fast life to actually be bored and do nothing and really be driven from the inside and have the courage to, 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 to dare to give the responsibility to your child that they can occupy themselves, that they, they, they own their time, that they're responsible for what they're doing. I think that's really, that's really important. And maybe for younger children, it's a time you, you have activities with them, and then they do something on their own. But I think it is important. Don't think you have to entertain them. I think it's not, you don't do your child a favor. But then also other things, maybe also with even older children, just, I don't know, learn some skills. I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe to cook together and just teach your child how to feed, I don't know, what is good nutrition. Do the laundry and learn how to do that. How to balance finance, to repair a bike, a car, whatever. I mean, and maybe also to learn how to learn. I think that's a key thing. In my life, when I did my last education with 24, that's when we actually talked about learning, how to learn. And I found it was quite ironic that at the end of my education life, I learned how to learn. You can teach a five-year-old how to learn, and they don't <coughs> normally teach it in school, really. And I think it's important that we learn how to learn if we do that. So these are just a few ideas. I think it's important that you think for yourself, or just as a family, do a deep clean of the house, whatnot. I mean, do something that really uh, helps, makes a difference. But let's go back... Uh, to the heart and to the Bible and to the next slide in Mark 10, 13 to 16. Mark 10, 13 to 16. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. I think it's also important, if we have more time with our children, it's, it's more chances for us to learn from them to learn from their attitude, from their trust, from their belief. And for me, my children are a bit older. Francesca turns 18 at the end of the month. Um, Matteo and Enrico are 17 in the summer and Amos will be 14. We read the Bible in the morning and they just share certain things, what they see, what the scripture tells them. I normally don't tell them what they should think about it. And I often are so refreshed because they have not read so many commentaries that I have. 
and they have great thoughts. And it's just, it's a learning. Let's also take the time to learn from your child and grow in things that they are better. My children are better in many ways. I would extend now the topic. There's something to learn from them. Let's go to the last uh, slide and to the last scripture. In Colossians 3, 17. I think it's, yeah, I would like to close out again. It's really goes down to our heart that we really do things uh, for God. Whatever you do in words or deeds, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. I think it's important in our emotions, in our hearts, in our minds, that when we have the children at home and we do school or we do train, we don't do it for the school. We don't do it for the children. We do it for God. And that's really, I think, the key thing, that we do things because of God. And really, I wish that you can enjoy the time. It's a blessing. Get to know your child. Get to know your child emotionally. Do things together. Have fun. Take interest in the hobbies of your child. Do nothing. And above all, I really feel and think what I said in the beginning, that when we look at God and the Israelites, He is the best example in raising and training. Read and see how much God actually tells us about being with one another. Or look at Jesus, how he trains his disciples. That is are the, the best ways that we can really learn from the best in a way. And it's my prayer that this may, these thoughts may inspire you, help you to see things, that it's a privilege, it's a chance, it's not, it's not, it may be a challenge, but it's, it's something good. And for me personally, I'm not the most, uh, vulnerable person I'm not it's not the easiest for me to share my all my my inner thoughts to me to spend even more time I mean the last I don't know now two and a half weeks we have been self-isolating I think it helps me to be more emotionally connected to everybody in the house and it's actually it's a good thing because there is not going there and there and there it's just here but also I think it's important to still set boundaries and to have a little uh, schedule, 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 huh? schedule that we, we, we know what we do today. And it's great because you should be your child's primary influence and now you are. And the responsibility you have now, it is from God. It's not from anywhere else. God anyway gives it to you. Let us pray that we can use this time to really draw closer to our family and we can draw closer to God. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for the privilege that we have your word as an instruction, that we have your word that helps us to, to that we are guided how life is and you are the perfect father who is in heaven you care for us and you want us so much that we can be 
imitators of you, how you are with us, that's the way how we are with others. That's the way how we train. And thank you that you bless this time. Though it is it is a, a hard time, it is an uncertain time, but just also today, being at the garden fence, having a chat with my neighbor, probably wouldn't have had this conversation if it wouldn't have been for the trouble that around him. He works in the hospital as well, and there's worries. Thank you so much that he teaches to be what you want us to be, that we learn more and more, that we grow in knowledge and understanding of you, and that you teach us to draw closer, spiritually as church, though we are physically apart, that we really that we are more united than ever because we know how much we need each other. In your name, amen. Amen. And that will be the last slide. Uh, just for those that would like to have the presentation, including the links uh, with, uh, yeah, with some internet links that are helpful, please send a request to Francesca, as you can see, seek.fun at gmail and she will send a PDF file to you with all these notes and with some links that are very practically when it goes to um, school, children, education, uh, GCC, A-level. There's a bunch of links there. Uh, thank you for the time, and I give back to Roger.